Good morning. This is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with sharing the Word of God. I hope that you are enjoying um, your new year thus far. And so we uh, hope that this year will be a wonderful year for you. Uh, 2020 is gone and a lot of us are thankful that it is gone and stuff, but we thank God for giving us that opportunity to be able to cross over into 2021. So it is our belief that with us being able to be here in this year, that God has some things that he wants to do in us and through us in this year. Amen. Amen. You know, I was wanting to come to you today and we're going to be coming to you from um, speaking to you from the book of First Timothy and in First Timothy we find that Paul is speaking a charge to young Timothy who is going to take over the heading of the church in Ephesus and he's speaking some things to him that he wants him to be committed in his heart to some things of God so that he'll be able to operate in the church effectively and to lead the people there um, through the teaching of the Word of God and teach uh, people what God wants and what He expects of His church. Uh, In 2021, the same thing pretty much holds true to us too, although it's not a charge to us for the running of a church, but it is the charge to us for a responsibility that we have in uh, keeping and living out the Word of God. Whenever you've gone to church before or whenever you've had the Bible, the commitment has always been there for us to obey the Word of God. But for 2021, there is a different emphasis that God is, uh, I feel that God is giving to any believer to the body of Christ that we need to commit. We need to make a formal commitment to his word to live it out and to express it and to just completely uh, surrender ourselves unto God and to walk in his word. Amen. So I know that when you have um, in the secular when we've got jobs and responsibilities, we make a commitment and to that job, we sign job descriptions and everything. So the description, the job description of a Christian is to follow that word of God, to make a commitment that you're going to follow it. A doctor, a social worker, any, any position that you have, you own a job with an employer, you sign the job description and it tells you all the duties of that job and then you have performance evaluations where you are looked at to see if you are fulfilling those responsibilities of that job. If you are fulfilling the responsibilities then you may end up with bonuses and increases and promotions and or just the ability to continue in that job. So there's an expectation that God has from us is that we will commit unto following his word. In the Old Testament, they call those that these were listed as charges. So you are charged with 
uh, following God's word. The, the charge was nothing new. So when you look up the definition of a charge, it says it, a charge makes a person or a group responsible for something. As I said in the secular, you may be responsible for the uh, fulfillment of your job as pertaining to your job description. It's a, it's a call to commit. Uh, it's a call to service. So you have that commitment in your secular. You may be in a marriage. There's actually a charge to keep your marriage vows. There's a charge that we have, a responsibility that we have in um, keeping, uh, working in our in our homes and raising our children. That is, it's not like a, there's a, a, it's not a formal commitment, but it is a it is a commitment that we don't have an agreement signed. But if you don't keep that charge in taking care of your children, then you will end up having problems with the government and and, and folks intervening in your life. So although it's not written on a piece of paper, I will take care of these children. There's an expectation that you keep that charge, that formal responsibility, that commitment. Uh, to do what you're supposed to do for your children. So in the Bible, even in God's heavenly kingdom, there is a charge that he has even unto his angels. He has a charge for them to guard over and to watch over God's people, to watch over us. So in the Old Testament, we see also where God had committed charges, responsibilities, that he was giving people things to do. And he made Abraham, Abraham had the charge that he would be the father of many nations. He obeyed the voice of God. He kept his commandments and his statutes. We see that God gave a charge that Moses would have the responsibility on his shoulders of bringing the children of Israel up out of out of Egypt there were responsibilities as God gave them in the old testament there were responsibilities even for how you operated in the tabernacle and the sanctuary and so uh, the the charge is nothing new when God to give a charge even in times of transitions when Joshua came on the scene um, after it was time for uh, getting time for Moses to transition then God spoke to Moses and he he told Moses you know that it's 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 time it's getting time for you to die De- Deuteronomy 31 14 says and the Lord said to Moses Behold, the days approach that thou must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tabernacle of the congregation that I may give him a charge. And Moses and Joshua, they obeyed and they presented themselves. And so the Lord gave a charge, that responsibility as as the children of Israel transitioned from under the leadership of Moses, they transitioned to the leadership under Joshua. And so God gave Joshua that charge. He said, 
and it's it's the form of responsibility to a duty from God. So God gave Joshua the charge in Deuteronomy as we transition from Moses to him it says and he gave Joshua this is in Deuteronomy 31:23 and he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said be strong and of good courage for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them and I will be with thee so God was promising to be with Joshua just like he was with Moses so the charge, the call to a duty of responsibility was expected in the Old Testament and and it, it showed under um, the leaders that God had established. And so even with you and with I, what I hear from God is that he's calling us to be committed to his word committed strongly to his word don't don't take god's word casual as you may have taken it before or even if you took it before and you were committed stay focused on it now move and operate in it now whatever god says in his word the expectation is is that we believe it that what he says is solid, that what God says in his word is true, and we take it at face value. We believe what God's word says. And so his expectation for us in 20 and 21 is for us to to, to operate in faith. Faith is when he says it, we believe it. There's no ifs, ands, or but about it. But God, when he says something, it has to happen. We operate in that faith in him. In the New Testament, we find that when Jesus came on the scene, he came and he was talking about, in Matthew 10, 38, he says, He who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus knew that he was coming down here to 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 um, die on the cross so that we could go back into right standing with God. Jesus came and when he was here, he came to present the kingdom of God, which was a new concept. He had to bear that cross he was shed his blood on Calvary's cross but he had to come in and he had to teach what he had learned of his father in heaven and he had to teach us how to walk in the kingdom of God he came to present a new way to man he came to um, say what his father said he came to do what he saw his father do in heaven. And he came to teach us how to walk by faith, to go deeper in God than what had been being taught by scribes and and Pharisees and religious leaders. A lot of time, though, as we see Jesus being able to move and to operate, we, we put Jesus up as all love and we put Jesus up as the meek and the humble lamb, but Jesus came in with a power. Jesus came in with a force. Jesus came in, and Jesus was the one that went in and overturned um, uh, money changers' tables in the in the um, in the temple because they were had turned the house of prayer, the house of God, into a place where they were um, selling. 
and they had forgotten about God. It was a way to make money in the church for those who were selling in the church. And so Jesus went in and overturned tables and said, my house shall be a house of prayer. And so we, we even saw Jesus as he would speak to the Pharisees and when they were coming up with, with contradictory uh, ways of living uh, that contradicted what God's word said, he would call them brutal vipers. And when Peter spoke up against when Jesus was talking about he had to go to the cross and Peter didn't want him to do it, he told Peter, speaking to that spirit that was speaking out of his own very disciple, he said, get behind me, um, for you savor not the things of God. He rebuked him. So why do I say that? I say that because a lot of times we think that to be Christian, that we just have to be all tame and quiet. But serving God and keeping the word of God uncontaminated comes with a boldness in us, uh, comes with us being sometimes we have to be um, uh, radical um, it comes with us wanting to keep the word of God pure. Now, don't get it twisted that when I say radical, you go out and you do things that are contrary to the word of God, because that is not true. But it comes up with a boldness, because when we get outside of the word of God, then we're going into um, areas where God has not called us into being, and that will not be of God. But what we find in the new New Testament that when Jesus was um, transitioning uh, up to up to heaven, he told them to go and to tarry at Jerusalem until they would be endued with power that would come from on high. They would be endued with the power of the Holy Ghost. So they needed to tarry at Jerusalem until the Holy Ghost came. This was um, during the period of Jesus transitioning. The, the point of the Holy Spirit is for us to be able to be able to be led and guided by Christ in us because that Holy Ghost will come on the inside of us and the Holy Ghost will lead and he will guide us. The Bible lays the foundation as to how we are supposed to live. And as I said, God is mandating for us to be able to carry and to hold on to and to believe this word of God. But you're going to have to grow in your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Although this COVID-19 pandemic has stopped us from being able a lot to formalize in churches um, to, to try to keep down the virus because of us congregating all together in the churches. But we have the ability still to read our Bible. We have the ability to pray and to find out what God's word is saying. So when we study this word of God and we get it on the inside of us and we we are in fellowship with him and we got Christ speaking of that Holy Spirit that was promised to come. When the Holy Spirit comes down to live on the inside of us, we have God's presence living on the inside of us. And when that presence of God comes, we are able to utilize the Holy Ghost and 
to 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 hear what God is saying to us. And so when we got that word of God, we're talking to God in prayer and we have the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. When we go through trials, when we go through tribulations, when we go through hard places, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out to our good because God is going to keep us. We're going to hold on to that word and he's going to lead us out and through troubled waters. In the book of Timothy is where we were, were our main, uh, some keys to what we are talking about comes today. We see a charge that is given to Timothy. And what I failed to do was read scripture. So this is where we're coming from partially today. We're coming from concepts that are taught in first Timothy. But if you stop and you read in first Timothy verse number one, uh, chapter one, it says, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God, our Savior, and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. It says to Timothy, a true son in faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. So it says, From which some have strayed, having turned aside to idle talk, desiring to be teachers of the law and understanding neither what they say, nor the things which they affirm. So coming from from these scriptures, we see that as we are called in 20 and 21 to walk closely with the word of God, then the same mandate was given to this son, who is young Timothy, who Paul considered to be a true son in the faith because he had worked with him. So the thing about in the book of Timothy, Paul was charging, and throughout this whole um, chapter, you'll find a charge given to young Timothy as he begins to head over the church. The things in that were commissioned, although Timothy is a pastor, the things that were commissioned to him, these are the same things, the charge that God has given to us. And it says that we teach no other doctrine. That was the charge that was given to young Timothy. God wants us to be able to study his word of God and find out what he's saying in his word of God. So that when people come, whether they be myself or whether they be preachers out there that you're listening to on YouTube or television or in podcasts or even in your own church, does what that person who is speaking to you line up with the totality of the scriptures that uh, are written by God. And so we have a formal responsibility to learn what God is saying and to do what God is saying. And to know what God has written in his word so that when we hear a word of God spoken by a man or a woman of God, we know that that word that is being spoken, it is truth. It is not mixed with um, uh, contamination. And so 
Paul wanted them to teach no other doctrine but the doctrine that was given from Jesus Christ. It says, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification which is in faith. So when we are teaching this word of God and and bringing the word of God to the people, we're supposed to be trying to uh, edify God in what we do, not cause disputes and fights among people about doctrine. We're supposed to be trying to keep the word of God pure and uncontaminated. It's not mixed with stories and um, in uh, one of the things that Jesus had against Pharisees is that they would mix it up with with uh, old men's sayings and things of that nature. So we tend to mix up things with uh, our culture. And so God wants us just to keep that, keep the word of God pure. And that when we present the word of God to people, it's the purpose of it is we're supposed to be presenting things in love, do things out of a pure conscience uh, when we walk out and we live the word of God um, uh, the, the greatest thing that you can have is to love the Lord your God and then second unto it is to love man and so when we see our world now and we see it the way it is are we operating in a love for God are we operating uh, in love towards the creatures that he created, which would be you and I, are we operating the way that we should? And so when we walk in faith, then we operate in a God kind of love, an agape love. We see and have um, empathy and compassion for other people. Now, we don't go out and condone sin because that would be contrary to the word of God. But we learn how to operate um in a way that will show the love of God to other men and women and try to win them to to Jesus Christ. So whatever we do, we're supposed to do it in a good conscience. We're supposed to do it in love and we're supposed to operate in a sincere faith. And a lot of times people will not um they won't they may not listen to to the gospel. They may not listen to the word of God. They may not listen to a preacher, but they, in relationship with you and I, they see how we operate. And when they see how we operate, then they may be drawn to Christ and they may ask us, how is it that you can go through what you're going through in life? And how is it that you can live um, in this life? and go through everything but you it doesn't seem to really bother you it doesn't really seem to get you down things seem to stay together with you and then we have uh, um, the ability to be able to speak to somebody through about our God you know one thing that we could learn in in keeping that innocence is if you stop and you look at children children play out and then they get mad at each other and so when they get mad at each other, they're like, I'm not going to play with you no more. I'm going home. And so that was that was prior COVID time. We pretty much have to watch it now. But children yet and still, they get angry with each other. But then before you know it, they're talking again to each other. That's living out the word of God. That's following this word of God. And so when we get angry with each other and stuff, do we forgive just as quickly as as it has as children forgive? 
uh, Timothy is charged, like I said, throughout 1 Timothy. And though this is a preacher being charged with the commitment of walking um, out his faith, he's being charged with those same principles that abide for him. They they also abide for us. If you look over in 1 Timothy and you go to chapter 19, well, go to 18, it says, This charge I commit to you, we're talking about Paul committing this charge of responsibility to Timothy to be over the church at Ephesus. He says, this I charge, charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, um, may fight the good warfare of faith that you're going to contend for the faith you're going to having faith and a good conscience he's going to keep that it says having faith and a good conscience which some have rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck so when you're walking by faith you have to stick with the word of God because when you're going to turn and go contrary from what God's word says it says you're going to shipwreck it means you're going to run into catastrophes it means that you're going to run into impediments in your life that'll slow you down blessings that God wanted to give you if we don't heed the word of God and stick with the word of God we're going to find ourselves wondering and scratching our head how did I go wrong and so it's because we uh Uh, went contrary to the word of God that's the expectation and that's the charge he talks to Timothy in chapter 2 and he says in that verse 1 it says therefore I exhort first of all that supplications prayers intercessions and the giving of thanks be made for all men Uh, verse 2 for kings and for all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And we can stop and we can look at our world right now and see the things that are happening in our world. And we know that we need to pray. We know that we can just look at stuff that has just transpired in 2021. And we know that we need to pray. We need to pray for leadership. We need to pray for our governing authorities. We need to um, offer up prayers for our families. And we're just to the point now that we realize that that although there are governments, our comfort, our peace, and our protection, honestly, it comes from our walking with God. It comes from the protection of God. And like I said before, that the angels have a charge of responsibility to, to watch over us and stuff. So we thank God for that. So in all things, we pray. In all things, we intercede for others as it was charged to Timothy and that we give God thanksgiving. And that's a responsibility that we have. That's a charge that we have to keep that God expects us to maintain. And for us in 20. 21 that is a responsibility that is on you more than has ever been on you before because if the church does not stand up in this responsibility you and I as Christians this world will go to hell that's not a cuss word but that is the way that it is this world is dangerous now but it'll become fierce and more dangerous if Christians do not stand for the word of God but you stand for the word of God in a right manner but not in a corrupt way to 
cause you to go in and to cause other people to lose their lives or, or, or cause harm and danger to others. What we do for Christ has to be done out of a pure heart, out of a good conscience. We have to do them right and we have to be blameless in what we do. Don't let God find fault in us in what we do in doing something for God, but we do it in a wrong manner. So we have that charge and that responsibility to walk with God as Timothy was being charged to walk with him in a right way. He says to Timothy in in uh, chapter 2 and 8, the charge, and like I said, you have to read really all of this to get the full understanding because he will talk to Timothy about the responsibilities within the church, but these charges also can, uh, these charges that he is being given also uh, are given to us. He talks to him in verse 8, chapter 2, he says, of 1 Timothy, he says, I desire therefore that men pray. So he's still emphasizing on prayer. Prayer is key. Prayer is the communication that we, you and I have that fellowships with God. You want to know what God is saying in your life right now? Read his word. What we cannot do in 2021 is to hold on to memories of past things that we've learned from God. Although we hold on to that, we can't keep living by something that God said in 1952 in 20 and 21. So we got to get a fresh revelation and we got to get a fresh word from God for our lives. The, the foundation of how we live is based upon the word of God. His word never changes, but his voice, that voice, the Holy Ghost that he told us to go and to tarry at Jerusalem. He told the apostles to tarry at Jerusalem and his disciples to tarry at Jerusalem until they were endued with power from on high. And so when we have that Holy Ghost within us and we're praying and we're studying the word of God, the Holy Ghost will speak to us of a fresh revelation of what God wants us to do for our life. He will not contradict the written word of God, but what he will do is reveal to us what God wants us to do in our life for right now. You will hear him in the still small voice if you will listen to what his word is saying. And sometimes we'll think, oh, well, is that just me? Uh, uh, is that just me thinking? Sometimes it might be you thinking. That's why you got to lay that firm foundation in you about what God's word says. But sometimes when you hear the, you can hear the voice of God, it'll speak to you carrying this word of God. You will hear God say, don't do that. That is the voice of God speaking to you. Don't do that. Some people call it their conscience, but when it lines up with scripture, that is the voice of God. Don't do that. Or God will tell you, not to go here. Uh, God will tell you, do this. Uh, God, no, you could have said that better. That is the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so God expects us that we will pray and that we'll lift up holy hands. He didn't say just lift up hands. He said lift up holy hands. Your hands are holy when you don't have innocent blood on your hands. When your conscience is clear, your hands are holy. And so there's scripture in the, and then you don't doubt. 
without wrath and doubting. Wrath is when you're angry with someone. Wrath is when you got internal anger and it's raging on the inside of you and you operate out of your wrath or you operate out of your doubt. So God wants those things not to be in us. He wants us to carry this word of God so that we can have that abundant life, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of problems. He wants us to carry his word in us without doubt doubting without um, uh, not believing that he'll do what he says that he will do you look at your children and children children who have good parents and I have to emphasize good parents they have a trust in their parents that whatever whatever no matter what they know that their parents are going to take care of them God wants us to believe that no matter what he's going to take care of us we have that charge and that responsibility to know him as Abba to know God as father your children look up at you and they'll say mommy daddy can you do this or will you give me this or will you give me that and they don't go to bed worrying about oh is mama going they might worry about a toy or something like that or if they're going to get this or what they think Santa Claus and you know we we said all of that to them but anyway that's not my message right now my message is talking about the charge that God has on us so if our children ask us something that a good parent will give it to them. And so the thing about it is, is if we, we don't doubt God and we walk in his word and we hold to follow in the charge of God to keep his word, then we know, as I said before, things are going to work for our good. God is going to work things out. God is going to lead us and guide us and direct us into where he would have us to go. There's a charge given to young Timothy, even in, and I, I want you to go back and just read all of the uh, uh, Timothy, First Timothy, it says in chapter four, he has a charge. If you instruct brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. So all of us are ministers. When a minister is just a servant, Paul here saw. Uh, excuse me, Timothy here is the pastor over the church. But he says, if you instruct brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of good doctrine which you have carefully followed so there's a a, a, a intention on following out the word of God and so if if you are nourished in the words of faith meaning that you are eating God's word meaning that you are studying his word to show yourself approved that when you fill your heart with the word of God and this thing gets on the inside of you it gets inside of you and stuff and that you are careful to follow the doctrine of God then God is pleased with that thing in you and you will see the manifestation of of the evidence of God operating in your life you'll see that the charge your commitment to the charge of God to keep his word is being manifested in your life you're going to see that God is keeping you through hurt harm and danger if you go through trials and tribulations God will help you he will carry you through this and that you will um, you will believe that God is my way maker God is going to make a way for me out of nowhere God will open up doors for me God is closing doors that need 
need to be closed. I trust God in this thing. I trust God to make a way for me. I know my God is a way maker. That's the connection that you have with the word of God. That is the fellowship that you have with God as you surrender and you commit to carrying your cross that you commit to him. That is the word of God that you have. That is a living word on the inside of you that even if a storm comes, even if a flood comes, you know that God is going to make things all right in you. Amen. The commitment to the charge of God. It says he talks to him in um, 1 Timothy 4. And he says that in verse 12, he says, let no one despise your youth. So whether you're young or whether you're old, it says you still have to carry yourself in such a way that folks won't con- won't can't talk bad about you, whether you're young or whether you're old. We need to carry ourselves in the spirit of Jesus Christ. We need him no matter who we are. You know, they can talk about old folks and you just an old footy duty. Or they can talk about, oh, you just you stuck in old ways. Well, when you with the word of God, people can talk about you that you're stuck in your old ways, but be stuck in your old ways in a good way with God. In in other words, live a live your life in such a way that people will want what you got. They'll want your God. Don't turn into one of these Christians that are mean. I've some Christians are so mean and their faces are so got a scowl on them that you want to run and hide. Or if you try to say, well you need you need God in your life and they look at you, they don't want what you got because that doesn't exemplify a life of love that doesn't exemplify a life of happiness and peace and joy amen you can go through things in your life when you carry the word of God when you carry the word of God on the inside of you that you just uh, are holding up that blood-stained banner of God. You got God and you got peace on you. So no matter what you're going through, I mean, you can be happy through it. We went through COVID-19 and we're still in it, but some of us are happy now. I don't downplay what has happened. I do not downplay what has happened because the people have lost lives in this and we don't downplay that. But even in this, we still have that peace of God. So throughout Throughout First Timothy, you just see the commitment that that uh, the charge that Paul is that Paul is giving to Timothy. He talks to him about not neglecting the gift that was given to him with the laying on of hands. He tells him to meditate on the things of God. He talks to him to take heed to make sure that he's following doctrine. Um, he even talks to him about in the church, you got to rebuke when you see uh, people operating in a wrong spirit in the church and you got to rebuke and rebuke openly. And he teaches him that. And that's to keep other people from doing the same thing. He talks to him about not being partial, showing partiality to others, no matter who they are. The word of God stands for whomever. So in our society, if the word of God stands for me as a poor man, it also stands for me as a rich man. Amen. So you can't show partiality based upon status 
or prestige of somebody. When you commit to the word of God, you as a carrier of this word of God, when you commit to keeping the charge of God, you will commit that out there and you will give God uh, that word whenever you'll give somebody the word of God, no matter who they are. And then lastly, in talking about Timothy, Paul speaks to him about having this good faith, having the having to fight the good fight of faith. And that's in um, chapter 6. He talks to him about, let me go back to 11. He talks to Timothy, young Timothy, and this still is part of his charge. It says, but you, O, o man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness. And he talked to him before about uh, being greedy. And he says, uh, he talks about the love of money. And truly, in our society, we know about the love of money. He talks to him about the love of money and not to be greedy for these things. And he says to him in that 11th verse of chapter 6, he says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So when we hang on to this word of God, we hold on to the charge of God. We fight the good fight of faith. Now, in our life, when I was growing up in the church, there was a hymn that was uh, written by Charles Wesley. And as a child, this, this hymn was called A Charge to Keep I Have. And to wrap this up, Charles Wesley wrote this song, and it was about his commitment to the charge that I'm telling you that God wants us to have now. Hold firm to the Word of God for your life. Study the Word of God and get His Scriptures down in your heart. And try to live the Scriptures. Even if you quote Scriptures, that's good. But the question is, is can you tie your life to these Scriptures? Charles Wesley wrote this song called A Charge to Keep I Have. And A Charge to keep I have says a charge to keep I have a God to glorify a never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky so Wesley was connected to God Wesley knew that he was committed to God and knew that his purpose in learning scripture and in walking with God was to give God the glory because at one point he knew that his life he was going to have to die and he wanted his soul to go to heaven so he knew that he needed to keep this formal charge with God so he was tying his life up that when he died when we die we want we believe that there is a life after we die. So Wesley wanted to make sure that he was committed and that he would go up into heaven. But he also knew and he tied his charge down to earth because he wrote in that next stanza, he wrote to serve the present age. And anybody who has a charge and the charge that I'm giving to you this day, that you that there is a strong commitment that God wants us to follow his word, that we are tied to this present earth right now to serve God. God and to fulfill that calling to serve earth in the earth right now and that he says 
to serve the present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my powers engage to do my master's will. In the charge that Paul, in the charge that was given to young Timothy, he saw, Paul saw himself as a bond servant unto God. Here, Charles Wesley, in his second part of the verse of this song, a charge to keep I have. He knew that he he was called to now. God has us in 2021 for service now and that he we are to fulfill the call. As Charles Wesley said, he wanted to fulfill this call. He says, oh, may it all my powers engage. So he was picking up his cross and he was following God and he was doing the warfare that he needed to do to serve God, giving God everything that he had within him to do his master will. So he had known Jesus Christ. Charles Wesley knew Jesus Christ as Lord. The question is, is Jesus Christ Lord in your life? Is God the Lord and the master of your life? And will you give everything in you to the commitment of God? He says in the next verse, he still ties it in. And he says, the next verse says, arm me with jealous care as in thy sight to live. Oh, thy servant lord prepare a strict account to give so that's the next verse charles wesley is saying to us in this verse will you be jealous about the things of god and and live holy in his sight can you and i stand up for the things of god in a right way and can you and i make the commitment to live holy in god's sight can you and i realize as wesley says and oh thy servant lord prepare can you and i realize that it's not by might it's not by power but it is by my spirit saith the lord can we realize that we have to have god in our life to be able to sustain can we look out in this universe and see that it didn't just come from anywhere that it was designed and orchestrated by somebody can we look out and see that it's being all held together by somebody and that somebody i believe is our God Almighty, the one and the only living God. Can we say that we are servants and that he is preparing us and then know that how we live on this earth, that we are accountable unto God, how we live. Can we live and hold this charge of God, this word of God, and know that we have to give a strict account of how we have lived down here on the earth? That's our responsibility of accountability. The word of God is given to us, and have we walked it out with our fellow man? Have we walked it out in our homes? Have we walked it out in our commitment with God? Have we kept this charge of God? And so, Charles Wesley, he still comes in in the charge to keep I have a God to glorify. Amen. He still ties it in and he knows that he has to tie it in and there's a warning. Anytime that God's word is given to us, if you read the word of God, it always says that if you do this, I will do that. So whether that's a good or that's a negative, if you obey his word, then you're going to get blessings. But if you don't obey his word, then you're going to end up 
being cursed with a curse. You're going to end up where you're going to have the hand of God. You're going to get so far out there that the hand of God is going to be removed and you're just going to be left to whatever happens to you. So if Charles Wesley knew that this was a commitment and that the commitment of God, the charge to keep I have, it comes with watching. It comes with praying and it comes with holding on, holding fast to what God says. And this last verse says, help me to watch and to pray and on thyself rely assured. If I may trust, if, if, if I, my trust betray, I shall forever die. So he's, he's talking about that the commitment to the charge that if, he wants, he knows that God has to help all of us to watch and to pray. And we need, we need to, we need help from God to watch and to pray. Because with these lives that we live now, the first thing that we did, and I remember seeing a tweet from Joel Osteen, um, a couple of days ago talking about to always put God first and with the lives that we live the first thing we do sometimes in the morning and even I am guilty of that we'll look at those cell phones and we'll see who's called us or we'll see who's tweet us who's message message us but the thing about that is is that God wants to be first place in our life we got to make time for him a charge to keep I have a God to glorify and so um We've got to know that we can't rely on us. We have to rely on God. And we got to be walking in an assurity that we're trusting in him and not betraying him in his word. Because what we don't want is that we have lived in such a way that we have forgotten all about God. Because one day this soul of yours and this soul of mine, we're going to have to cross over and we're going to have to leave this world because because. We we have this treasure in earthen vessels, but there's a time and appointed time for every man to leave this earth and to pass on. And we want to know that we have done our best for the Lord because one day we're going to die. And we believe and we want to live in a heavenly kingdom with our God. Amen. So we got to walk this thing out. We got a charge to keep our hell. A God to glorify. I wish you could have heard that song years ago that used to be sung by um, our our that used to be sung in the churches, and it's still sung in some churches now. But it says, "A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify." Amen. A never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. Amen. Charles Wesley sung to serve the present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my powers engage to do my master's will. Amen. So when you get a chance, go back and listen to the song of Charles Wesley. And think about what I said today. Keep the word of God. 2021. It's always been out there to follow the Word of God. But 2021, whatever happens in 2021, hold on to God's Word. And He's telling us to keep this charge for a reason. Listen to what God is saying. Put hide His Word in your heart. 
listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So whether or not 2021 is a very turbulent time or it's a very peaceful time, hold on to the charge to hold on to God's word and to commit to follow his word. And if you do this, you're going to be all right. No matter what you go through in 2021, God is going to carry you through it. A charge to keep I have. This has been Evangelist Valerie Laurie with Sharing the Word of God. This has been a long podcast, but I find that it was very necessary to give you this Word of God. Until we meet again, be blessed. And I'm also asking you, tell somebody about the podcast and share the Word of God. Until we meet again, be blessed. Bye-bye.